Welcome to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. Holly is a wife, mom, coach, and entrepreneur. She wears these and many more hats while running three successful businesses, a gym, online counseling and nutrition program, and commercial cleaning company. She brings a unique perspective to everyday life with her spicy, no-nonsense attitude. Holly helps her clients keep it simple with small tweaks that over time add up to big life changes. With that, let's get on with today's episode. Here's my friend, Holly Cochran, an incredible human you need to be listening to every Monday. Well, hey there, Krista. So thank you very much for joining me today. I am super excited to be able to share with my audience what it means to be a movement specialist with my very favorite movement specialist. So if we could start this podcast off today with you, first of all, just telling us what is a movement specialist? What's the definition? What is it that you do? Well, thank you, Holly. I'm so excited, first off, to be here today. And I always love talking to you about this stuff and totally geeking out with you. So um, that's actually, to put it right into the next question, is to be a movement specialist, I love just to geek out about the way people move. So um, the other... uh, few weeks ago, I was at your studio and I was working with your clients, um, just helping uncover some, some things. And the best way I can describe being a movement specialist is, is I have this superpower of being able to see where movement breaks down from its origin. I don't know how I do this. It just comes so naturally to me now. I think it comes from years of practice, but One of the things that I love is working with people from the ground up, observing them from the way that their toes and heels connect to the floor, working their way up their entire chain of their body and seeing what's out of alignment and where is that causing most often pain or limitations in people's bodies and movement throughout everyday life. Does that sum it up? It does sum it up and you're really good at it. It is a superpower. And I think watching you a couple of weeks ago when you were here, absolutely glow while you did your thing and being able to immediately see people and be able to help them is definitely Mm -hmm. a superpower. Like it was, it was really awesome to watch you in action. So are most people who need to see a movement specialist, are they hurting or do they have pain? Are they having, you know, mobility issues? Does their shoulder hurt? Like who sees and who hires a movement specialist? Uh, you hit the nail on the head. Most of the time, um, the people who are reaching out to me are almost at a wit's end. Um, they've been working out. They've been trying to do all the things that people say are supposed to make them feel better, but somehow, some way it's not making them feel better. So usually I get a, you know, oh, I have, I've had bad knees my whole life or, and I experience pain in my knees, so I can't walk or run without pain. Um, same thing with, you know, people struggling to put their shirts on because, their shoulder can't get into the position to pull a hoodie over their head. And so therefore they just wear zip ups and button ups. So, right. you know, when, when the, the style of clothing that you're choosing is limited by the way your body can move, you definitely need to, to reach out. 
Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. You should not have to only wear buttons ups for the rest of your life because there is help. So tell us a little bit about what you would, if I can use the word prescribe to somebody so that they can improve on their movement. I, I don't think you're giving out pills and fancy creams. So what is it that you do that helps people to go from being pained in movement and having painful joints or, or painful putting your shirt on? How do you help them get from that point to where they have less pain, more mobility, and they can wear a hoodie? Yeah. So usually what I get them to do is, first off, show me what you do that causes you pain. And really the first, the first thing that we can prescribe is awareness, right? Is understanding that when I go to put a hoodie on, I feel pain and here's how I put that hoodie on. And then from that moment of somebody being able to put that hoodie on, um, I can then see where that limitation is in that joint and then help them understand how to reposition that joint joint so they don't feel pain. And oftentimes it can be within a matter of minutes that we can work through how that joint needs to be stabilized or set differently or positioned differently in order to make the movement pain-free. Then after that, then we look at, okay, what, um, you know, be conscious and aware that we always set that joint that way. But then what are some of the exercises and things that we can do to strengthen it so that we don't feel pain putting dishes up in the cupboard or brushing our hair or anything that comes up into that overhead? We make that set joint position just so automatic that it becomes the new habit. Because really, the old way is just an old habit. Okay, so... How often would you say people's pain, their pain in their shoulders yeah. and pain in their knees, how often would it be a bad habit that has caused that versus an injury or an instability or something like sort of structurally wrong with the person? How much of it needs to be, how many times do people need to have surgery versus changing habits? Uh, I would say probably 99% of people just need to change their habits. Yes. Um, 1% there is an actual, you know, legitimate physical injury, limitation, genetic makeup, you know what I mean? But for the most part, the best way I can describe it is 99% of the time, our movement is learned. And so whether that is we had an injury and now we do things a certain way because we never want to feel that pain again. And that's a legitimate habit to create, right? Nobody yeah. wants to experience that pain again. But what happens is, is then we change the way that that joint moves and it then becomes kind of like an onion effect. We just start to build layer upon layer of problems, if you will. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you are already an athlete, let's call, let's call all the people that come to K2 athletes, because that's how I refer to them. 
Absolutely, they are. Yeah, you're somebody who is working out. Mm -hmm. Do you need a movement specialist if you're already moving, or do you need a movement specialist so that you can start moving? I think you need a movement specialist for both. Um, (laughs) Again, as yeah. Um, sometimes where I come into play is, um, I can give you that comfort and reassurance and understanding of how the body moves to start moving really well, but as an already practicing athlete and as an athlete myself, um, there is always an ache or a pain that I am working on, right? There's always a limitation. There's always there's always something that that can be approved on. And so if I'm feeling pain in my shoulder, then I'm going to be tackling that until I don't feel pain in my shoulder anymore. Or if I find that I can't do my overhead lifts because I don't have the range of motion, then we need to be seeing a movement specialist. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you that question is because the only other person I know who is equally as nerdy as you about this stuff is my <laughs> husband, Corey. And mm-hmm. him with his fancy kinesiology degree and his passion towards movement as much as he does, he got so much out of the five minutes you were able to spend with him talking to him about his shoulder that I'm very aware that the answer is everybody would benefit from having a movement specialist in their life just to see what habits they're developing. Because maybe, you know, you think you're doing it, you think you're being aware, but under fatigue and repetition and, you know, you just start to tune it out after a while. You're not as in tune with your body until that extra set of eyes sees it. That's why Mm -hmm. I wanted to have you come and see the people that are in my gym Because I also think that even if you are being watched by the same coach for the last six years as my athletes have been, it could be that I just start tuning things out too and seeing athletes move in a particular way that used to give me cause for alarm and want to say something. But, you know, after you say something 45 times, you you don't anymore. You just accept that that's the way that movement's going to happen. But yet they don't have great knees and their shoulders and they can't overhead squat and all the rest of it. And so it's really important to let that extra set of eyes see people move. Um, Instead of talking about athletes though, tell me about the person who is afraid to move because they don't want to injure themselves again. What can you do to help somebody who's just kind of intimidated to start doing weightlifting or start doing running or any of the things that they have heard will cause them pain? Yeah. So, and that's a really good one, really great question, because I think it's really important to bring that person in and really go through the mechanics of what movement is supposed to be. So like I said before, movement is learned, and it happens from the second that we're born and we watch our parents move. So what happens is, though, and I notice it in like, even if I look at my clients, when I look at your clients and I know um, where each of our movement patterns break down, I see our clients doing those exact same things because we're the ones who demonstrate, we're the ones who show. Um, so one of the things for somebody who's just coming into exercise is really taking the time to break down the mechanics of the movement and where it should be felt in the body. And that when we're not feeling it in that 
specific spot, that it's okay to stop and ask questions and be, you know, how do we feel it in that position or what is breaking down? And, and usually when you start working with somebody and, and you go over the five basic movements of the squat, the hinge, the horizontal push-pull, the vertical push-pull, and the rotation, um, usually once we go through that, every other exercise then becomes easier because it's that exact same movement just in a different plane. Yes. I hope that I didn't get too no. <laughs> Yeah, you got a little nerdy, a few big words there, but I still I kept with you most of the time. <laughs> and when and since you've been here at our gym, I have been I've had three new people walk through the door since last Thursday. And when I am mm-hmm. teaching them to squat, I am making mm-hmm. sure that we are talking about my stance of my squat and why it exists and why it's a yes. little wider. Instead yeah. of just everybody watching me squat, because when Krista was here at the gym, she's like, your people all squat a little wider than they need to because they're watching you squat, which I yes. squat a little wider than I need to. And there's a reason for that. So it was a it was yes. a really excellent awareness for myself that because people are learning from observing, I need to be yes. very mindful of what I'm demonstrating. So yeah, that was awesome. I have another question yes. for you that people might be wondering. Mm-hmm. What courses, what um, facilitations or what certifications have you nerded out on <laughs> over your career? Give me the top two or three highlights that excited you and brought you to the point where you have now a superpower of being able to just very easily identify any movement uh, imbalances and know how to help people fix them. What makes you the movement specialist? Hmm. Um, well, I was very fortunate that I got to spend five days in an intensive movement and mobility course in Montreal with a company called Agatsu. Um, that being able to dive into strictly how each and every joint works and functions and how to improve it. Um, that by far was probably one of my top experiences. And, and again, just surrounding yourself with absolute experts. I remember walking into that course and, you know, you see the, you see the room and you're, I was like, I am out of my league. But by the end of that five days, um, my confidence grew in exactly in seeing all that. The other thing that I did through Agatsu was um, an Olympic lifting course um, where they really focused on mobility and how to prime the joints, um, how to stretch the joints before the lifts and, um, and really, again, diving into those mechanics of Olympic lifting. Um, what else? I've also done and then facilitated the um, fascia and movement assessment course through CanFit Pro. Uh, And every time I got to teach that course to a room full of students, again, not only did, um, was I able to teach it, but the people who come into that room already have so much knowledge. So just being able to surround yourself with other expertise and other visualizations and massage therapists who who examine the body from a completely different perspective. And then the other one that was the most surprising, I shouldn't say surprising, um, but I just, it blew away my expectations was my Sots Pilates. 
Oh yeah. And really understanding core engagement. And once I understood the Pilates methodology of the core, again, all my coaching completely changed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Okay. One of my final questions is tell me what people need to do to make change besides, so there's an awareness piece, which you've already hit on. First of Mm -hmm. all, there's the assessment piece. So if they're having pain or they're intimidated by the potential of being in Mm -hmm. pain when they move, if you hire a movement specialist and you have an assessment done and they bring awareness to it, what does the next process look like? Sometimes people think that there should be some sort of a quick fix magical wand. And (laughs) I personally know that there is no quick fix magical wand, but what is your experience with people about how long it takes to change a habit or change the movement to the point where all of a sudden knees that couldn't hardly walk are now running? Yeah. um, And again, my answer, and it always seems so, so broad is it depends. I know. Um, I know. But um, again, putting it into practice from the minute you learn that there is a that there is a breakdown in that movement is super important. Like any habit though, um, practice, practice, practice. So some methodologies will say 21 days to start a new habit. If you could really focus on something every single day for 21 days, it would, that muscle memory would come into, it would just be ingrained. There's another methodology that says 66 days. Um, but again, just keep practicing and keep doing the things. Um, I used to work alongside a physiotherapist and again, just having that person in my space and being able to bounce ideas off of, um, and talk to just openly about everything. Um, one of the things that she taught me was, you know, we, we always do the thing until we don't feel pain, kind of like, you take the antibiotics until you don't feel sick anymore. And then you forget to take the rest of them. The same kind of goes for this movement practices. You have lots of these things you have to keep doing every single day. You have to be mindful on your, you know, your back squat day of proper positioning of your ribs, making sure that those hips go back first. That's something that you need to consciously in the back of your mind, tell yourself every single day. And if there's stretches or exercises that we are doing, we do them until we don't need them anymore. Right. And, and so I until always, we create balance. I always like to sort of, even if we were going with kind of the long shot of 66 days, when I yeah. bring it into perspective, you've been in pain for the last 15 years with this mm-hmm. knee or these shoulders. Let's look at the big picture and it's going to be annoying to remember to do this for 66 days. And maybe you're going to have to set reminders on your phone or make yourself a cheer chart on your calendar. I don't know what you're going (laughs) to need to do, but if you put the effort in to the next 66 days, the potential for you to be pain-free is there and you've lived with it for 15 years. So I know you do hard things. Yeah. And when I say that to people, sometimes they're kind of like, 
yeah, well, do you have to be so rude about it? Because <laughs> that's how <laughs> that's how I roll. But that is it. Let's sum it up. Come here and tell me that you'll never be a runner because your knees have hurt for the last 15 years. And I'm going to tell you to put 66 days into some proper movement. And maybe that's not even going to be the case anymore. I can't exactly. promise anything, but I yes. bet you they'd improve significantly. And so I just wanted to ask that question because there's a lot of people with the mindset of it's over. And, right. you know, I, I'm never going to be doing an overhead squat. Well, who cares? Maybe that's not even on the bucket list of things you want to do, but you should be able right. to get your hoodie on and putting right. both hands up over your head to be able to slide a hoodie on is very similar to an overhead squat. So yes. yeah, functional. Yeah. The yeah. Functional and, squat. you know, and how important it is to make those associations as coaches right? right is okay we're doing these overhead presses today because i want you to be able to put a stack of plates up in the cupboard and you know when we when we make that connection it's just like oh right now i can lift eight plates all at the same time and i don't have to put those plates away one yeah. plate at a time exactly. right yeah. so if you think about how long it takes you to put eight plates away one plate at a time you could do maybe your movement practice in that time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? So we're just um, saving time. <laughs> Krista is a movement specialist. She works out of lift move fuel and she will come to Fort Capel for all appointments that are booked. So if you are interested in getting a hold of Krista, how do they reach you? Are they going through your website to book with you? What, how do people reach out to the movement specialist and access you? Honestly, that's probably the easiest way is if you go to liftmovefuel.ca and you hit contact page and it will automatically shoot me an email and all those emails come directly to me. So um, that's the easiest way for you to get a hold of me. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Um, so all my information's on that website too. Excellent. If there was ever a time that you wanted to book off an hour of work on a Tuesday or Thursday to get sorted out so that you could feel better, move better, and in less pain, this would definitely be an area that you should be investing in. So if you have listened to this podcast and thought, yeah, I kind of think I need a movement specialist in my life, reach out to Krista and be able to utilize her space or the space here at K2 or wherever. Mm -hmm. It could even be done virtually. Like I know you have done things over the phone, like FaceTime and things in the yes. past. So yeah. Yep. Thank yeah. you very much, my friend, for being on my podcast again today and sharing your superpower with us. Well, thank you for having me, Holly. Always so much fun. All right. Take care. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Monday Matters with Holly Cochran. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to Monday Matters, leave her a review, and share this episode on your social media. Should you have any questions about what you listen to or want more info, reach out and send her a message at K2 Health with Holly on Instagram and Facebook. She loves hearing from her listeners. See you next time.